Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Transcribed. Listen to it, Fizz. Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. For first aid to fast relief from headaches, acid indigestion, and cold misery, Always rely on Alka-Seltzer. And now, Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids and their chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. almost ready to begin a brand new year full of fun and questions. But before we uh, peek under the lid of the 1951 Alka-Seltzer question box, I thought we could have a good time reviewing the old year. And I really mean reviewing, kids, because I have a stiff quiz made up entirely of questions you quiz kids have missed during 1950. So let's see whether you've learned from your mistakes. But first, let's have roll call. Joel? I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a junior at Roosevelt High School in Chicago. Next, we have Bunny. I'm Bunny Duskin. I'm 13 years old. I'm a freshman in Hyde Park High School in Chicago. And Mike? I'm Mike Mullen. I'm 13 years old in the 8th grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. And next, we have Harvey. I'm Harvey Dutch. I'm 7 years old. I go to Brooks School. I'm grade 3B. And <laughs> Naomi? I'm Naomi Cooks. I'm 12 years old and an 8A at the Grover Cleveland School, Chicago. All right, kids. Now we're ready to dive into this pile of questions you quiz kids missed in 1950. Now, this first question was asked way back on July 16th. So listen carefully. In a forest, there were nine rows of elm trees, nine trees in each row, nine branches on each tree, nine twigs on each branch, Nine acorns on each twig. Now, how many acorns were there all together? Joe? Oh, I remember that one all too well. What? There are no acorns on elm trees. That's right. Good boy. How do you like that? Oh. Well, we're off to a flying star. Now, this question you kids missed on March 19th. It was sent in by Margot Masters of South Bend, Indiana. If Lil Abner wore his author's name on his head, what would he be wearing? Naomi? He'd be wearing a cap because his author is Al Cap. Al Cap. A Cap is right. Here's the second part. If Robert Burns wore the name of one of his poems on his head, what would he wear? Mike? He'd wear a tam shanter Tamil Shatter is right. Well, say, isn't this fun? Now then, this next one was a miss on July 16th, kids. And Harvey, now I, I'll have to ask you not to put your hand up on this one because it was one you asked when uh, you were quiz master while I was on vacation. All right, now you quiz kids all enjoy growing up, but what insect is a baby most of its life? Mike? Well, that would be the 17-year-old locust because uh, the parent locust lays its egg on the branch or leaves of a tree. And when the leaves fall to the ground, the larvae are buried under the ground, and they stay there during various stages of their life while they are maturing for 17 years. And when they come out of the ground, they only have a few weeks to live, to fly around a little while and lay eggs. 
Well, now, look, I want to check with the uh, young man who was quiz master at the time. Harvey, how uh, about, do you remember this? Yes, and, I, and that's absolutely right. Well, hooray for Harvey. Good boy, Mike. Good boy. <laughs> now, this question uh, was originally sung by our quartet, but since they are not here, I will try singing it for you. Mm -hmm. It was sent in by Mrs. James Coleman of Urbana, Ohio, and I'd like to have the uh, uh, help of uh, Howard Peterson, our organist. Howard, can you help me on this? Oh, yeah. I'm going to need a lot of help when I sing. <laughs> what key are we going to be in? Uh, B flat. B flat. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it'll be flat. <laughs> All right, here I go. <clears throat> now listen, kids. What Grecian god who loves to rove is found upon the hot kitchen stove? Bunny? That would be Pan. Pan is right. Well, how do you like that? Even to my singing. Well, <clears throat> let's see what we can do with the next one. Little chord. We're, we're still B flat, are we? <clears throat> All right. When heat and cold pervade the town, what Latin god runs up and down? Almost got away from me then. Yeah, Bunny again. That was Mercury. Mercury is right. Hooray for you. Well, here's the last one now. <clears throat> What mild rebuke will every time denote a king of Egypt's pride? <laughs> 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 All right, Mike. That'd be Tuck. King, king Tuck. That's right. Well, what do you know? At any rate, you kids really did better on that than your old chief quizzer did. Oh. <laughs> Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. Yes, friends, Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Alka-Seltzer is first aid for relief of cold misery. First, because Alka-Seltzer contains one of the world's most effective pain relievers, sodium acetyl salicylate. First, because Alka-Seltzer is a bubbling, refreshing solution. Yes, Alka-Seltzer is first choice of many thousands for fast relief. Alka-Seltzer means fast relief when you suffer from the nagging misery of a cold. Fast because Alka-Seltzer is the solution when you take it, ready to go to work instantly. Fast because Alka-Seltzer has hundreds of tiny bubbles. For fast relief of that ache all over and feverish misery of a cold, always take Alka-Seltzer. Yes, always insist on Alka-Seltzer, the effervescent tablet that offers such dependable relief from cold misery. Always reach for a glass of sparkling, refreshing Alka-Seltzer when you want fast relief from cold discomfort. Yes, do as thousands do. Always rely on Alka-Seltzer when you're miserable with a cold. Remember, Alka-Seltzer. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. Well, here's a real toughie missed on February 5th, kids. It was uh, from A.I. Green of New York City. Now, we all learn that A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y make up the vowels in the alphabet. 
but the full name of what United States president includes all of those vowels. The full name of what United States president includes all of those vowels. Naomi. Well, I was thinking of Ulysses Simpson Grant. Well, your thinker is working fine because that's the answer. What do you know about that? Yes, that was uh, one of the answers, by the way. The other one was uh, Rutherford Burchard Hayes. Now, in going through uh, last year's questions, you know, I discovered a very amazing fact. Not one math problem was missed during the whole year. So, in order to give you a hard test today, Joel, I'm going to read you only the answer to a problem that was asked way back in June. And the answer is... 105 bulbs each day. Now, what was the problem, and how did you solve it? Oh, wait a second. 105 bulbs each day. Oh, that was the one with the photographer. I think, uh, let's see, it was something like uh, he had to use, uh, yeah, he had a certain supply of bulbs. Uh, what was the least number of bulbs he'd have to use every day? That's if it, If he'd yeah. use uh, one-eighth. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, the number he started out with plus one the first day, and the second day, I think, yeah, one-seventh of that, the number he had then plus one, yeah. and, I'd, and so forth along the line. And I'd, I think I did that, oh, yeah, by the uh, least common multiple of uh, three, five, seven, and eight, it's, uh, 1,505, uh, 840 minus one, and I got that uh, he started out with 839, and he used 105 every day. Well, say, that's wonderful. That certainly is wonderful, Joel. You know, folks, uh, you folks who sent in these questions that were misses during the year have already received uh, your Alka-Seltzer Award, and, of course, you had your choice between a fine Zenith television set and a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. And I'm sure whichever you decided upon made you very, very happy because these uh, Zeniths are really wonderful. The television set is the Zenith Buchanan with a new super range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance, the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console Zenith radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. If the question you sent in during the year was answered correctly, your Alka-Seltzer Award was a dandy Zenith Transoceanic Portable Radio. And I know you folks who receive one of these are mighty happy, too. Now, during the year ahead, Alka-Seltzer will continue to give away these fine Zeniths. So send your questions in, friends. Send them to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Well, back to more questions. Now, this tricky question trips you, tripped you kids up uh, almost a year ago on uh, January 15th. It was from Margaret Stone of Boston, Massachusetts. Our organist, Howard Peterson, will play three songs, and each one should suggest a musical term or sign. Now, let's see if you can figure them out. Two out of three, and here's the first song. Mike? Well, that's If I Had the Wings of an Angel. Yes, that's the prisoner's song. And uh, so, a musical term or sign. Joe? Oh, a key. Well, a because key is good, Bunny. Bar. Bar? All right, fine. Hmm? Now then, try this next one. Mm 
diamond, kid. Ooh. It sounds like it's going to be a, a second miss. <laughs> Mike has his hand up. Isn't that in the good old summertime? Oh, no, no, Mike. <laughs> no, but you feel kind of lazy in the good old summertime, and... Uh, um, all right, uh, uh, you give up on this? Well, the name of it is Sleep Baby Sleep, but uh, Naomi? Well, that would be a rest. A rest, that's right. And here's the last one. Harvey? Well, there's three little fishes in the brook. Uh, three little fishes? So, now what... Uh, what term or uh, musical term or sign, Mike? Those would be triplets, wouldn't they? Say, Triplet you've got something there, and I haven't got that on my card. <laughs> oh, wonderful, Mike, wonderful. You know what I have on my card here? Scale. <laughs> All right. Now, this one, kids, was asked on uh, July 16th. Uh, name three parts of a snake that nature replaces after the snake loses them. Joel? Well, I believe that uh, some uh, snakes uh, uh, shed their skins uh, every well, year. that's right. And I believe they also shed their tails sometimes. That's also correct. But I don't believe I know... Uh, well, now, let's check part. with Mike. He has his hand up. Well, when a, poisons, when a poisonous snake accidentally loses its fangs, nature replaces them. Right, Mike. Uh -huh. That's right. Skin, uh, tail, fangs... And, well, that's very, very good. Now then, Mrs. Betty Phyllis of Chicago stumped you quiz kids on this one last May. Why did Beethoven never hear his Ninth Symphony? Bunny? Well, uh, I don't think... He was deaf when, uh, when he grew older. That's very, very good. He, because he was deaf. Uh-huh. Now then, why did uh, Cesar Frank never hear his Second Symphony? Joel. Well, I think on that one, he only wrote one. That's right. He only, only composed one symphony. <laughs> well, that completes our list of review questions, kids. And I must say that you passed your difficult test exceptionally well. And now, I think we can sit back and relax a few minutes and recall some of the many interesting and exciting times we have had during the last year. Of course, all you listeners know that the Quiz Kids program includes many worthwhile experiences besides hearing these lively youngsters answer difficult questions. We've had the opportunity on this program of becoming acquainted with many of the leading celebrities of our time. Our guests have included nationally known educators, senators, opera stars, athletes, and many entertainers. I've asked each quiz kid to give us a summary of important and interesting events of 1950. So first, let's begin with a few figures. We've asked Joel Copperman to give us a statistical report from the question angle. All right, Joel. Well, uh, during this year, there were 305,215 questions sent in to our program. And of the questions used on the program, we answered 86%. And I'm sure most of us uh, would consider that a pretty poor average for school, but I guess these questions were just a bit harder. Uh, and uh, during the year, we gave away 87 uh, Zenith television sets, or uh, the uh, large console sets, and uh, 537 portable radios were given away. And uh, those of us that had been on for some time were most happy to welcome 
during uh, this last year, uh, 45 new quiz kids. Well, thank you, Joel. Now, folks, I've asked Mike to get together a report of vital statistics. Well, in the first place, 1950 is the Quiz Kids' 10th year under the sponsorship of Alka-Seltzer. During the past year, there have been three ex-Quiz Kids married, Betty Swanson, Shmila Brin, or as she is known on the stage, Vanessa Brown, and Van Dyke Tears. One ex-Quiz Kid had a baby. The baby's name is Catherine, and her parents are Marguerite Merrick and Ed Shefflin. And as you know, Mr. Kelly, this year, you had a second grandchild. Oh, yes. Oh, certainly. <clears throat> and uh, four ex-quiz kids have been back on the program this year as guests. Marguerite Merrick, Diana Mathry, Joan Bishop, and Vanessa Brown. And it's been interesting to hear these people tell how much the quiz kid program still means to them, even though they're off it. That's right, Mike. And Harvey, now, Harvey, you, you had some pretty interesting things happen to you in 1950. Tell us about them. Well, of course, the most exciting thing was getting on quiz kids. <laughs> and I, and I, when I had my birthday, I had my dog presented me tracks. I went to Philadelphia Zoo to open a birdhouse down there, and... I went down, from there I went to Bronx Zoo, where I had an owl named after me. Oh, what did they call the owl? Owl. Huh? What did they call him? Harvey Dyke. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and and, and uh, at the Christmas program, I, got, I had a bike. Well, good for you. Yes, sirree. 1950's been a very important year for little Harvey. I've asked uh, Bunny Duskin to report on some of the special programs during the year. Bunny? Well, Mr. Kelly, we were just thrilled on our 500th broadcast when we received congratulatory telegrams from some pretty wonderful people. Fred Allen, Dr. Seberg, the famous atomic scientist, Jack Benny, Mrs. Eleanor Roosevelt, Bob Holt, Admiral Byrd, Jimmy Stewart, Captain Rickenbacker, Dr. Holt, last year's president of the National Education Association, Supreme Court Justices Burton and Douglas, and just hundreds of other eminent people. Another exciting event this last year was the competition with eight adult boards. We were lucky enough to win all but one, and I can afford to boast about it because I wasn't on any of those programs. <laughs> we competed against some very smart professors from four New York colleges and universities, from Michigan and from Northwestern. We also had a tough battle with members of Kiwanis, American Legion, Eagles, Lions, Rotary International, and the Elks. The quiz kids really had a lot of fun on these broadcasts, and I think that the adults did, too. Oh, I'm sure they did, Bunny. Uh-huh. And last but not least, I've asked Naomi to report on our best teacher contest of last year. Well, I think one of the high spots of our year was the best teacher contest. The best teacher of the year and the most promising teacher each received a $2,000 award. The students who wrote the letters nominating them each received a $1,000 bond. A blind student nominated the best teacher, Miss Powers, and he is using his award money to study music at the Cincinnati Conservatory. All the winners appeared on the Quiz Kids program, and they were really wonderful people. Mrs. Braddock, who was chosen the most promising teacher, visited the White House 
at the invitation of the president. The best teacher, the best teacher contest of 1951 will begin next week, and Dr. Paul A. Whitty of Northwestern University will be here to explain all about it. Well, thank you, Naomi. Now, next, kids, I'm going to hand out pencil and paper and ask you quiz kids to write a short poem on the subject, What I Hope Will Happen to Me in 1951. In the meantime, we will hear from Franklin Ferguson, and I'll call for your poems a little later. Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. Yes, friends, Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast and always. The first thing to do when you've a busy day, hectic day, and you come home feeling tired out and work-weary is drink a glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer and see how fast you feel better. That's right. Always depend on Alka-Seltzer. Relax and freshen up with Alka-Seltzer. Just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water, then drink the sparkling, refreshing solution this makes. See how quickly and effectively Alka-Seltzer can relieve the tired, tense, aching muscles and headache. How its alkalizing properties actually help speed recovery from the fatigue itself. And listen, here's something else. To help you rest better and wake up feeling better, drink another glass of Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. Yes, Alka-Seltzer offers real relief from that tired, tense feeling that follows a hectic day of nervous tension and hard work. Try it, won't you? Alka-Seltzer, when you come home from a work-weary day and also before you go to bed, remember Alka-Seltzer. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. Now, next, kids, I'd like to go down the line and ask each one of you to tell us what uh, resolution you made last year, whether you managed to keep it, and what is your new resolution for 1951. All right, now, who wants to start this off? Bunny? Well, Mr. Kelly, last year I made two resolutions. Two? Yep. One of them was that I would help my mother more, and the other one was that I would stop dawdling and lingering so much. I see. And uh, I kept one of them. Which one? Helping my mother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but this year, I'm going to make that other one again, that I'm going to stop dawdling and lingering so much. I hope I'll have better luck this time. Well, I hope so, too, Bunny. Uh, Joel? Well, last year, I resolved that uh, I should uh, think before I spoke. And, uh, oh, I kept that about until February or March, I think. Then I got sort of off the track. So this year, I also am going to make the same uh, resolution and hope I can keep it longer. Oh, you're going to tackle it again this uh, next year. All right, Joel. Naomi, how about you, honey? Well, last year I resolved that I'd practice the piano more diligently. And this year I'm resolving that I'll keep last year's resolution. Well, say, it sounds like all you kids are going to give the old ones a, a new try. Mike? Well, uh, I resolved last year to try to keep from roughhousing with my little brother. Uh -huh. But I didn't keep that resolution so well because, well, he was kind of on the other side. He wouldn't cooperate. No. <laughs> and uh, this year I resolved to follow the rule of business before pleasure. Oh, I see. And uh, Harvey? 
Well, last year's resolution, I resolute not to tease my sister so well, much. Well, you resolute not. I see. Yeah, well, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I, did, I did that once in a while, while, so I think I'm going to keep on working on that, but I, I have something even more important. Oh? Whenever anybody asks me a question, and sometimes I say, huh, and, and not, and not say, say, excuse me or pardon me, what did you say? Oh, uh-huh. Well, I, I'll tell you, there's nothing like being resolute. <laughs> All right, Harvey. Well, kids, I think it's about time we heard those poems that uh, you've written uh, during the last few minutes. Who would like to be first on this? Joel? When I look at, back at the year's events, such a lack of common sense. Doing foolish things, I've been busy as a bee. Don't let this happen again to me. <laughs> That's all right, Joel. How are you coming along, Bunny? Well, what I would like to happen to me in 1951 would be that I would have the amount of my homework reduced to none. Oh? But also a general wish on a more serious vein. I hope that very, very soon, lasting world peace will reign. Well, good for you, Bunny. Good for you. Naomi, what about yours? Well, <laughs> this isn't too good, but uh, 51 is the coming new year, and by tonight it will be here. I'm not much good, as you can see, at writing poems, but the listening is free. In 1951, the year which almost has begun, I'd like to lunch with a movie star, and then I'd enjoy traveling wide and far. Well, that's all right. I hope you realize that ambition. And, Mike, how about you now? Well, I'm nothing of a poet. I couldn't think of anything to rhyme, so uh, I'm quite a fisherman. I like to fish a lot, and I took a poem. It's called The Fisherman's Prayer. Well, fine. Let's it, have it. It goes, Oh, Lord, grant, me a, grant to me a fish so big that even I, when telling of it afterwards, will have no need to lie. <laughs> well, what do you know about that? Uh, Fisherman Mike, there's nothing like a big one in 1951. <laughs> and uh, Harvey's got his hand up. I guess he's all set on his now. If someone asks me what I, I'd like to do in 1951, I'd say I'd like to get in a rocket ship and have it really run. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Well, there's the bell, and today, that's the bell that rings out the year of 1950 for the Quiz Kids program. And before I tell you what our bell rings in for 1951, I want you to hear an important message. Mothers, one-a-day brand multiple vitamins taken every day ensure against vitamin deficiency disease. Lack of vitamins pulls you down, makes you look and feel dull and listless, often develops into vitamin deficiency disease. Take care of yourself and your family. See that every member takes one-a-day brand multiple vitamins every day. Be sure it's one-a-day brand. The blue package with a big one. The vitamins whose potency is guaranteed by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Well, Quiz Kids, I want to say that this review of the year has been very, very interesting to me. I've enjoyed looking back over the many happy and many worthwhile experiences we've enjoyed together. And I want to tell you, quiz kids, 
that my association with you is truly an inspiration to me every week. And I know that hundreds of our listeners feel the same way that I do. You kids are always very thoughtful, generous, and wonderful. Oh, uh, Naomi has her hand up. What have you to say, Naomi? Well, Mr. Kelly, we kids think you're pretty wonderful, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, pal. Well, I'll see all of you quiz kids again next year, or I mean next Sunday, when we'll have an especially lively session for our quartet will be back with us. And we have many other surprises in store for all you listeners, besides giving you all the details about how to win those big cash awards on our big, our best teacher contest. So plan to be with us next Sunday, won't you, friends? Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz kids. Happy New Year, kids. Happy New Year, Mr. Kelly. Thank you, and now let's wish everybody a Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Listen to the Quiz Kids coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka-Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is Franklin Ferguson wishing you a happy new year from our sponsor, Miles Laboratories of Elkhart, Indiana. Proceeding was transcribed. Hear voices and events later today. Tonight, it's Theater Guild on...